Sports Meets Beer podcast is sponsored by Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. Advanced Auto Glass and Detail are your North Bay headquarters for all things auto. Rock chips, window issues, window tinting, car looking crummy. Head over to Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. They'll take care of you. Diamond certified, 20 years in the business. These guys know their shit. What if a couple of dudes who uh, host a podcast separate from one another... Same podcast, but in this incident is separate from one another. Spilled coffee in their car on the same morning, roughly the same time, but in different cars. Would they be willing to handle both of those situations? First of all, it's a weird occurrence. I don't think it's really happened, even though it did. It happened this morning. It did happen today. Uh, I would definitely go by Advanced Auto Glass in Detail. Uh, check them out on the Purple Building on Santa Rosa Avenue, Advanced Auto Glass in Detail, 707-526-5700, advancedautogroup.com. Check them out. They will hook you up. Tell them the Sports Meets Beer guys told you. Head on in. Sports Meets Beer, episode 53. Beer episode. I am Brett Barmore. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We'll lay on the cue on that one. That dainty voice you hear in the background is my friend Ben Perry, co-host. We are joined today by... And author of Books to be Determined. Yes. You can read. <laughs> and write. We are joined by our trigli- our mustachioed triglyceride correspondent. Yeah, baby. Mr. Kevin Brink. And the breaker-upper of the stag party, Auntie KK Kayla Whitehall. Sausage Fest. Sausage. Not anymore. Have you guys seen that movie? No, but I want to. It's hilarious. Sausage Melanie fell party. asleep because she's lame. <laughs> I turned it off. What? It was it was just it's it's the same thing. I'll watch it again in like a year on HBO or whatever and I'll laugh my balls off, but at the time it was just so dumb I had to turn it off. I understand I'm watching an animated movie of of uh groceries talking to each other. You're not looking for a uh, award winner. It's one of those things like, you know when you when you are like desperately seeking something Susan? something desperately to, seeking Susan? No, that's way past your time. That's my that's that my is. generation, not yours. Right. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to relate to you, I guess. Uh yeah, but you're like you're looking <laughs> Apparently for like, we don't relate at all. I was like that. I've never gotten through Pineapple Express. Oh my gosh, I love that's, that movie. That movie's funny. I, 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 I had to give it a second time though. Yeah. But it's one of those things I just we were looking for something good and I was like, Oh, I heard really good things about it. And like we're you're just kinda tired enough to want to watch something but not I was like, This is fucking stupid. And we just turned it off. Yeah. Well that's that's the same guys, right? It's yeah. That do it's all of those? I like all this. It's movies. no airplane for stupidity. But no, 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 no. I At the end of the day, it doesn't get any better than Kentucky Fried Movie. I saw Sausage Party drunk as shit in the theater in Reno and laughed hysterically. And then I watched it sober with my wife who, who fell asleep halfway through it. And I still laughed hysterically the entire time. <laughs> so perhaps nice. I'm biased. Possibly. Were you drunk the second time, too? I, it's yeah, pretty I good mean, obviously. It's a pretty good obviously. chance. Obviously. Yeah, it's pretty good Dumb chance. question, sorry. Yeah. Um. So part two, episode fifty-three, the beer drinking part, the fun part. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail dot com. Untapped, all of those things. If something we say here about a beer that perhaps you have tasted before doesn't agree with you, reach out to us, yell at us. If we what or we invite s- us up to your tap room to prove us wrong. Yeah, in the northern the northern <laughs> regions of our county. <laughs> You hear about that, Kevin? No. So when we do our thing on the river, on you know we review yeah. beers and 
I knew Beer that, 30. Yeah. All Fridays. Friday mornings. 97.7 The River. We close the right for the North Bay. 97.7 River.com. Uh, yeah, th- so I know we do the beer review thing, and I was like thinking to myself, the day we give like a bad review across the board, mm-hmm. like someone's going to flip a table and lose their shit. <laughs> well, we sample the beer. Someone flipped the table and lost their shit over no it. No kidding. Happened to be <laughs> there. Not exactly. Well, not, not exactly. in so many words, but it was, they were it not, was they were Cloverdale Ale. It was uh, the, the Ruth McGowan. Ruth McGowan's. Oh. It was their blonde. Uh, the beer, it had like the, you know when the yeast uh, sediment begins to like flake into the beer? Yes. Like it suspends. But it, but it suspends. Yes. It almost coagulates. Yeah. It means it's just old. I've bought beers beer. at a local market like that and returned them. Yeah. Uh, I should have, but there's no, they don't have any code date on the bottle. Nothing. There's right. nothing. So you still drink I, old beer? Yeah. We and it was just, but it was, all, it was also like even That's the, a function of the temperature too, right? The eight, uh, not usually. Temperature will cause it to funk, but not that. I mean, unless it was That's like super, age. super hot. Yeah. Uh, but it was just, it's an age thing traditionally. And it happens like you, you can do it with a Coors Light or an MGD. Yeah. See in the bottle, you'll start to see the same flakes. Uh, but in this case, we just, we gave it a lackluster review and the brewmaster then reached out to Danny Wright on the morning Didn't show and said, hey, no, I, I need to prove you guys wrong. Come up to we'll host you at the. He said he needed to redeem himself. Redeem himself exactly. yeah. Which I actually think wow. is like, it's actually That's fair, cool. but it's it's also well, put a goddamn date on your bottle. Is I don't that, understand. That's not like a law or something? No, no I don't, I don't know why there's still beers out there. I was actually thrilled. It's, shelf, it's, it's like shelf sustainable, so they don't necessarily have to. It's not a refrigerated thing, and it, it lasts over rot. 120 it days. Go, yeah, it doesn't. It won't spoil. It doesn't spoil. It'll give so you diarrhea. Yeah, they don't like, have like a fresh buy or best. You know, that's you're not you're not obligated to do that. Huh. Right. I was thrilled when we got that message from him, though, because it means that there are actually people listening to that, unlike the podcast where there's just you know us, and now we're well, all. We can, also we've gotten two Gmails. Google has sent me a, a message like, "You guys better get some emails. We're shutting this account yeah. down. <laughs> this shit's not being used." Oh, really? Ferry wants his beer represented a little better, and I get that. Oh yeah, no, I totally understand that. Like, yeah, you're the local guy, and here you have three Yahoos just giving you fucking mega thumbs down on your beer. <laughs> well, it just hey, it just spoke to my for ten years. And it we spoke just to our journalistic on. integrity. I'd given I'd given two consecutive thumbs down for beers. Yes, two, two consecutive. I was on a wow. roll. Wow. wow. So yeah. when are you going up there? I don't know. We have to work it out. Yeah. But we're totally doing. We're going to do a podcast remote up we're there. Gonna we're going to we'll do a remote episode up there. It's going to be the best. He's going to tell <laughs> us about his four beers. <laughs> awesome. No, I think there's six. Actually, <laughs> six. I don't yeah. know if we have that kind of time. From them? That's yeah. Hot Valley. No, we have we carry the citrus wheat. Citrus wheat, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's we, a good I, we have it on we have it on draft at a place that also serves fish and chips, unbeknownst to some of the backstabbing sons of bitches on this podcast. <laughs> ben gave the. Ben I gave said the, I go. They're known for their fish and chips up in, in Cloverdale. They are known for their fish. I and didn't chips know that restaurant. Yeah, I didn't know that. So then I turned around and said that Sierra Nevada makes a little something, just to try and even the score. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I go in the, and I go in the town of Windsor, though. Then you obviously should go to the public inn. You did not inn. just say that. I yelled at him on the air, which I think I cut out. It's I kind of implied. I haven't heard the. Uh, it's implied. I, I, if you're I, in Cloverdale, close enough to Windsor Bend. Jesus Christ! I haven't. That's a long drive. It is a long drive. It is a long drive. Nobody's going up to Cloverdale. If you could just stop in Windsor and get that. Right. No one's going to Cloverdale. Yeah, that's a that's great true. point. I get it to go every time. How come they're cold when I get home? Because you drove 45 minutes. Around <laughs> yeah, trip. Right. That's why. 
Uh, what do we have in the glass here, buddy? Uh, well, this one I was uh, given a six pack of Lagunitas Brown Sugar uh, that's been aged and rested for a year. This is a this is a one of their beers. Um, you know, anything that's like a fresh hop beer, um, as you wow. may or may not know, is wow. is really you know not good to lay down and rest. Um, you know, the hop the hop aroma you know delineates really quickly. The, the longer it takes. And most most shelf beers, keg beers, draft beers are going to last like 45-ish days, 30 to 45 days. And then your bottle beer is like 120, 150 on the stretch. Uh, this, however, because it's such high alcohol content, you can lay down and rest. It's not overly, it's, it's overly malty, not terribly hoppy, uh, even though it does give a 50 IBU rating. But it actually just ages really well. And because there's so much alcohol in it, it's unbelievable. Is so, it, it's technically a barley wine, right? No, because it's barley wines are like twelve percent and above. Oh, okay, this smells um, like one. Yeah, this is literally it does. for them. It's just an ale. Gotcha. That categorizes most of their beers. It's just ales. Um, Got a ton of time. the original original liquid rolls in at nine seven. I would guess that you're you'll have probably a little bit of like secondary fermentation sitting in there. You just get that the active yeast acting up again. I mean, obviously, if it got hot, it would it was really not, go was wild. Bottle conditioned. Uh, they do bottle condition this. Yes. It's, it just smells like the holidays. It totally does. I just smell this. It just smells, you know, like late no- November, early December. I don't know if I could hold on to it for a year. You I got know, a problem. Right? See, I don't typically. I love. I, I, Do you? Oh, I get this and, and celebrations. I like this beer a lot. And it. I love it because I, it holds a near and dear spot in my heart because of the time of the year and yeah. all that other stuff. But, like, as far as, like, my favorite beers of the year go, I don't know if this did, like, you know. Oh, it's, it's up there for me. But I do love it because... You know, like, because of what it just reminds me of. The sensory recall of it. Yeah. Like, I'm immediately right. taken back. It's very different. Your now. favorite Lagunitas beer or beer in general? Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite Lagunitas beer. It's one of my favorite of, like, a seasonal. Oh, okay. I like specialty. it. I drink it. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely, like, it's a, it's kind of an iconic seasonal, like you mentioned, celebration, too. That's another one that, like, as soon as you see it on the shelf, you know it's, it's okay, it's holiday time. Because yeah. that'll be out, in, and actually right now, because it's September, it should be on the shelf shortly. Because that's how they do now seasonals. They don't launch them when they're supposed to be drank. They launch them way beforehand. Really? It's fucking stupid. That's why there's October. It used to be closer to be, It used to be closer to Thanksgiving, right? Celebration? Yes. Yes. And now so literally they they do a short run of October, like Sierra Nevada, for example, does a short run of Oktoberfest. And they they literally have it come out in July. It hits the warehouse in July, which means they're brewing it in fucking June. Packaging it, sending it up to the distributorships, and it hits wow. the shelves in August. Because they don't, they don't want to get into a spot where the beer is not ready at the time of the season. Yeah, and their expectation is that you know the warehouses and the distributors will just sell it, sell the previous season out at the exact right time. Because they're not, their concern is not the other beers that the distributor yeah. carries, right? They also want everyone to fall. In, they want to be the first one to the show. Absolutely, that's that's, so that's a big part of it. It's I'm a sure. part of it. Like, oh wow, look like. Wow, that summer beer looks really tired compared to this now this Vienna style lager. Yeah, uh, from you know from Sierra Nevada. So, whatever. It's uh, I understand the game. I just, I don't necessarily like it with everybody. But do you think now? I'll ask everybody here at the table. Do you think that like when you see you know it's late August, early September now, but depending on when you're listening to this, you see an Oktoberfest on the shelf now versus like the last week in September when it really kind of belongs there. You know, are you more apt to reach for that one or the one that comes out right now? Now we're Northern California. The weather it's still hot to be over 100 yeah, this weekend. I, you know, it, it, to us it's a, to me it's a non-point because of our weather pattern. 
you know, we don't we don't truly, I mean, other than it getting really fucking cold and really hot, the fall here isn't quite um, what, like, a tra- traditional, like, East Coast fall, right? We still get, the, I mean, we get the color in the leaves and everything, but it comes so late because of the warmth that we do carry over. Um, so to me, it's one of those things, like, the seasonality of it doesn't play a factor. I'm going to try a beer whether I like it or not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach for it if it's interesting and new. Um, I will give Sierra Nevada their packaging this year is legit. So really good. Celebration comes out September 10th. You're going to reach for that? I'll buy it. I'll buy it. At a, I'll probably have a pint at a boat. Well, I th- actually think this for Celebration, I think it actually works better for that beer because it's a fresh hot beer. We're, and, and I want to be clear about the thing. We're, we're kind of just using Sierra Nevada as yeah, an yeah. example here. Yeah, they are, them, they are guilty. We're not trying to kill them. Yeah, I love um, Sierra Nevada. I, the Celebration and the Summerfest are two of my favorite beers yeah. at, in any given year. I had a, cele- I had a year-old Celebration a few days ago. And it was a fre- it's a fresh hop ale. How did it hold up? It was it's like a, a fresh hop ale would be a year old, <laughs> <laughs> but it it still was a the flavor was there. It yeah, just it's a it celebration. Just, it rem- it does it, it's unremarkable when it comes to, like the bitterness and the freshness of it. Yeah. The aroma was probably it's not spot there. The aroma's the not there, but the beer is basically the same. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this beer. Um, well, yeah. I mean, this thing. I mean, uh, you know, the I don't know if you guys know the story of how this beer was created. Pretend that oh, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, they essentially were making, uh, they were getting ready to make a barley wine and something, I can't remember exactly what went wrong in the process, but the beer was going to have to be dumped. And they figured out that if they added the brown sugar to it, that essentially it's, it salvaged the beer, made it drinkable and ramped up. Now you're adding obviously more fermentable sugars to the, to the wort at that point. And so it uh, went crazy, and it went really well. So they literally went out, like, did, like, a test batch, like, a test sample, and then went out and bought every single box and bag of brown sugar in the, the town of Petaluma and Rona Park in Katati off every single store. They, they bought hundreds and hundreds of, ba- of brown sugar right before the holidays. So anyone who was, like, doing candied yams or sweet potatoes yeah. and wanted brown sugar, they were fucked. They had to go all the way to Santa Rosa to get it. What? How deep are you into a project where like you're willing to spend that because the what they spent on brown sugar out of the stores versus what they would have if they had just ordered it from well i think there's also time in lagadita's lineage where they didn't have the financial ability to just dump it down the drain no right. i understand that's what i'm saying it's like yeah. how far into that project are you that like you can justify clearing out 500 pounds of brown sugar out of three grocery stores in petaluma at the time right yeah. like that is I mean, you you really you're willing to spend, you know, because what is it? You know, a pound comes oh, in at three dollars, right? So you're fifteen hundred dollars in expenditures. Yeah, yeah, that's right? insane. And that's it worked. a lot. And it worked. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, and it, then it created this legacy and this this uh, you know this unbelievable cult following of this beer, um, and also too, like I you know for something, it has such a strong following for something that just gets people fucking sideways. I mean, I've seen more people you know, crashed. I oh. mean, it's. It literally to the point where like most bars only serve it in ten ounce cu- servings, and you it's don't even see it. And it's now, but now yeah, I was like, right? I don't think I've ever seen it on draft. But now you look at it; it's it's nine seven, and and this, and in this day and age, nine seven is not yeah, necessarily problem, like something it's to the sugar. Right? So this yeah. this older version drinks a little boozier, yes, and uh, a little like more toffee. It. The fresh the fresh version drinks like a five percent beer. You know what? I wish we had the other one because I haven't had it recently. And to me, my re- what I remember, this is softer to me. But I could be wrong because I have not. Softer in what way? Like it's l- on the palate. It's a little easier to drink for me. 
You're saying the total opposite. Well, no, I don't think it's it's harsh at all. I just there's the booze and I get a lot of booze. And See, because I, I think there's there's a, a hop dryness that's not that doesn't exist in here. Like I, it does it the the, the mouthfeel to me. I'm with you. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I'm with you. The mouthfeel feels a little softer. It's it smells boozier, but it doesn't mm-hmm. burn it does, boozier. It, the, but it is. is really it's strong. like it's like rich buttery caramel. Yeah, you said or toffee. toffee. Yeah. yeah, totally toffee. It yeah. does smell like like Thanksgiving. I, but I totally get the boozy part of the nose. The nose of it carries, and it doesn't. It doesn't translate necessarily in not, not a bad way. I think buttery is probably the best description I can come up with. Uh, yeah, it smells awesome. just like a barley wine to me. But it doesn't have any, you know, like even like the like one that you, was bottled this year that you're drinking, or that was keg this year that you're drinking. It's got like a little bit of a hot bitterness or dryness, right? That cuts oh, in this. Scrape, yeah, it scrapes your tongue. The, the fresh. This stuff. doesn't do that. This you. This doesn't drink as quick as the fresh stuff does. Do we think this is this more enjoyable? Like put it in a, in a brandy snifter and. Do we think this is more enjoyable or less? I like it. I might like it more. I, it's really hard to tell. I wish we had the other one. Well, I'm sorry, KK. I no. couldn't come oh, God, through with the other on, one. No. I think the only one missing from this is a freaking cigar. No. Like a campfire. Oh, dude. Yeah. Now, beer guys. Uh, is this perhaps boozier than what the label says because of the year of rest? I can't imagine that. I don't. I really have no idea. I'm not asking. Uh, yeah, I tell mean, the you, idiot listeners. No, I really. Well, don't know. you want to. You, the thing is, ideally, it tastes different, so your automatically thing is okay. This is stronger. That's that's usually what most people think. I mean, I don't think it's going to change. If it is, it's going to be. You're talking, you know, maybe a tenth. And and, and, and again, they they crash it out. I, I just don't see it. I think what it is is uh, you lose all the hop, the secondary hop character that you get in the fresher beer, and. Um, you get a little oxygenation or oxidate oxidation. I can talk <laughs> um, gooder. By you speak gooder by sitting English. in the bottle. I mean, it's minimal, but there is some right. No matter how good your crown is and, on the bottle. It's and, still but have this, some. this is the type of beer that can hold up to that. Yeah. I, uh, there, I get a lot of like, like if you were to do like a, a brandy and cream soda cocktail, there's right. a lot of that same yeah. hot buttered rum. Yeah. There's a lot of the That's same, just one. sweet, Buttery is a big one, but there is some vanilla in it. Um, yeah, it makes me think if this were actually warm, it would not be bad. To hot drink. buttered rum is actually a really great call. I get a, like yeah. it, like especially if you make it with like a really dark, rich like aged spice rum. Um, that's what that booziness is. This is pretty enjoyable. I don't know if I could drink a whole pint. To be honest with you, it's yeah, pretty rich. It's tough. pretty rich. Yeah, that's the stuff, and when the other, the new stuff, you can drink a pint and nothing. Well, you could drink a pint. It's not nothing. It's you die, but you could yeah. do it. You do it without noticing. No, you don't die. Can you drink six? You could. But he didn't drink six pints. He only drank six bottles. There's yeah. a difference. Oh, totally bottles. different. Yeah. 72 Sorry. ounces. That was a poor decision. I mean, <laughs> no, you, you know the decision to pour more was a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> but it was in the fridge. Yeah. It's fine. I didn't know. I mean, I knew the next morning. It's like the guy who says, <laughs> he's, uh, drains his checking account because he's, I still have money in my account. I have checks. I'm good. Yeah. Just be yeah. in the fridge. I can keep drinking. So. While we're kind of finishing this before we move on to our next beer, I'll ask a question because we kind of all went immediately to the like, this is one of my favorite beers of the year or this reminds me of, you know, the holidays or whatever. What is your like of the seasonal beers that are out there? What's the one that like you are the most excited to see on the shelf? Or is there even one? All the years of selling seasonals, I've really lost my flavor and taste for like trying new ones. 
I mean, you, I, half of it's because I was spoiled because I always got the new beers like way earlier than everyone else would come to the warehouse and we'd be able to, you know, sample out a case or whatever. But it became, you know, then you tie it to it's a task thing for me, right? So I'm, I have to sell, my team has to sell so many of these. So it becomes a burden and you just kind of lose the appeal of it. It's not fun necessarily. Like, this sounds eerily like the conversation about St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like St. Patrick's Day, Cinco, all those hot, those beer drinking holidays. Hey, I hate Cinco's them. my birthday. Really? He yep. hates Cinco de Mayo so much. Whoa. I love it because it's my it. son's birthday and my wife's birthday. No, he hates we've, it. I think we've had this conversation. <laughs> but it's one of those things where I, the holidays, the beer drinking holidays are like completely burning me out. Same with Sonoma, I hate the Sonoma County Fair. I hate all like events and festivals in this area. It right. It drives me nuts. So there is but, none? Is that the answer? Um, no, I mean, the answer to me is I would I reach for... Anything I haven't tried. That, to me, is the excitement. I love the nostalgic. Don't get me wrong. If I'm in a bar, let's say I'm in Windsor, and I'm hankering for some fish and chips. You go to Cloverdale. I will go, yeah, I'll drive, make the drive to Cloverdale, <laughs> yeah. turn around and realize, <laughs> I made a mistake. It was yeah. all the way in Windsor this whole time. But to still get the fish and chips at Cloverdale. No. Because right, no. you're going to need something to eat on the drive back. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. such a that's long, a long drive. drive. Yeah. <laughs> KK, uh, what about you? You um, got something that you look forward to on the season? I, I honestly can't even think. You said nothing. You said <laughs> no, the new beer is excitement about it. I can't even think of seasonal beers because i agree with ben what i go to the store and i try new things on purpose so i don't know you'd have to name some for me to honestly pick some well, well like, i mean yeah your biggest thing is it's going to be it's going to be brown sugar it's going to be uh celebration it's going to be any of like the october fests i'm not a fan of the october fests. anchor oh, really? christmas uh nah. you're not really like so like the summer's time like pilsners and that kind of stuff's not really your style anyway. No. Ruthless I, Rye IPA was a great one for a while, but they're not really doing it as they a They changed that. And good. It's, oh God, the first one was so good, and they changed it and fucked it up. They got rid of that as much pepper. The pepper content was perfectly peppered, in my opinion, and they fucked it up. Right. But, but I'll, I'll drink any type of beer at any point, really. Like, I can see the, I can find the darkest stout or, like, imperial porter during the summer, and I'll drink it. Like, I don't specifically stick to lighter beers when it's hotter. Or I would say I'd probably go with, like, the coffee stouts, bourbon barrel coffee stouts, things like that. That, to me, is what I'm excited to get because it is such an extremity of the season. The Bur- bourbon County, Narwhal, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Ugh, and all those. Narwhal. I've the, gotten into uh, those the last couple of years, but I still, like, celebration to me is, like, one. Brown sugar is one A. Because I, I, I get thing cases is like, of that stuff, and I'll only get like a bottle or two of the Bourbon County kind of. You know what I mean? Right. That's just that. That's a support. Or Summerfest is like if I go, like if I go to your pub and there's celebration on, I'm gonna have one for sure, like without right. a doubt. Just because it is that time is time of seasons. Like if there is a if there is a nostalgic winter beer on or the Dogfish Pumpkin, I don't know why. I oh, I, I do not pumpkin. like. Pumpkin and I don't beers. like pumpkin beers, but I always have to have one. Dude, so we Ben and I just talked about this on the river the other day. I have this uh, like allegiance to that beer. It means something. To my soul, I think it's because it's the first like super limited release beer in the area that we got when we opened Kin in I, Windsor six I years ago. Where you got it? You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, Ben. <laughs> thank you to Ben. Um, and so I think there's a part of me that like really feels strongly about I understand. that. Understand. Um, but it is a tasty beer. But I do get into like to the bottom of the pint. I'm like, I think I'm done with this. Like yeah. I'm glad I had this. Oh, I would never. Buy but that I think I'm done that. with it. And now. I don't need one for a whole year. Right. Exactly. That doesn't I, mean I don't look forward to having it. Right. right. Um, I, I that was never a big pumpkin fan of so, any of that the, the flavors of pumpkin to me are just i don't know they don't they i know that you can get it to pair yeah. well but i just i've never been no, a fan I, of that and it became this the pumpkin beers became this less about like being and like pumpkin spice yeah. right which right. now that's like the butt of a lot of jokes and internet memes but like 
like the dogfish, for example, is like it's a spiced ale before it's really a pumpkin ale. Right. Right. You know, do you know one that I I love and I think it's all marketing is Summerfest from Sierra Nevada. I, it's a good beer. I love that beer, but they I, don't market it though. That's the thing. It's but just, it, it's but on the shelf. That's it. Yeah, and I. As, as far as seasonal beers, I, that, that beer to me could be a year-round beer, no problem. Even being called Summerfest. Yeah. Because it's, it's a good beer, but it's another one of my favorite seasonals just because it's, okay, it's summertime. So do you think that, like, we really do look forward to the seasonals, or do you think that, like, the seasonals just bring us, like, the sensory recall that we just are, we I recall think fondly? I it's, it's their sensory recall. And, uh, my, my sensory recall story is, like, Pacifico, right? The first time I tried Pacifico, I nearly vomited in my mouth because I probably got a bad one, right? <laughs> I don't know if this story is going the way I thought it was going to go, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. Uh, It was horrible. And so then I found myself down in Mazatlan on a cruise with some buddies, having a great time. We're literally right next to the brewery, and you get a case of beer, returnable bottles, mind you. Um, But there's so much alcohol and drugs in our system that it would have killed anything that went in there. But you got to go by there, and it's like it was $11 for a case of beer on, you know, and they pack it with ice. Like they pull it right out of the freaking fridge. Pack the thing with ice, and we jump in, and we're in one of those VW taxi cabs. And the dude, you know, the dude, one of the guys we're with is fluent Spanish, so the guy took us off the beaten path. We're in the middle of the hood, but no one's messing with us because of the driver. And we're just pounding Pacificos, all day, and it's fresh. And we went and got these just ridiculously huge prawns. Fresh prawns, it's cool. So I have a great fond memory of that. Yeah. So every time I drink Pacifico, it takes me right back to that spot. Yeah. When it was thinner and funner and cooler. Uh, but anyways, Dinner? it's one of those. Yeah, how could, how could you possibly be more fun than this? That's true. <laughs> how could that be true? <laughs> uh, yeah. At the end of that trip, consequently, the DEA searched our rooms. Nice. Ooh, it's pretty fun. In the middle at five in the morning, in our underwear in the hallway. They, yeah, I mean they cool. They probably had reason. Right, <laughs> they did. <laughs> at least you're wearing underwear. Yeah. You know the DEA speaks English typically, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, just checking. So uh, you know, I think you know the answer to the question here is that like, you know, we all have our beers but like they all really aren't about like the season themselves it's just about like what it yeah you know invokes what it represents yeah exactly what it represents so because he didn't say that close to the mic um <laughs> you know i i think the only one for me the only one that like i really like truly look forward to uh is the bourbon county and we've done this thing now where like the bourbon county stout we get i get a case of it and we i give it out as gifts and then we all kind of uh we taste it yeah. You know, year to year to year, because mm-hmm. you can keep it, you can lay it down for five years, really, and they tell you that it's awesome. I have a three-year bottle from you. I still have it in the fridge. Yeah, so we, you know, so we've done a few years in a row now. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun thing. That's a cool thing for me. And really, like, you're talking about, like, you know, like, you know, just the nadir of, bar- you know, bourbon barrel-aged beers. You know, that is like... You know that is the one, right? Everybody else is a bourbon barrel aged beer. That is right. the that's bourbon barrel aged beer, um, and so that you know that I think that's really. Other than that, though, I don't think there's anything that like I can't wait for this beer to come out. It's more like, oh, that beer's out now. Awesome! This is a great time of the year. Yeah, that's right? exactly how I feel. Yeah, when I see celebration, I go, shit! I barely better get on my Christmas shop. <laughs> right. <laughs> I gotta think about this now. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and just make a note here, Ben. Uh, we'll just break for twenty. Seven seconds, so Kevin can open this up, and we'll perfect. We'll pour these beers in front of us. So now Kevin is the person who invented the undo button on computers. Just needs to get a blowjob every day from not Russian it. supermodels. Not it. I'm I'm a little bit of a fat guy supermodel. I don't know oh if you know that about God, it. Oh my God, that funny. it's just the best thing ever. So we've gone from the one year uh, bottle aged Lagunitas Brown Sugar to a home brew from our mustachioed resident triglyceride correspondent. Uh, this 
he's rinsing his mouth with Coors Light right now. Um, uh, love it. This is actually having Kevin come on and bring some of his homebrews is a really cool um, thing for us in my mind anyway, because it just kind of reminds us like that's where all of this really started is in garages and living rooms and fermenting meth in labs. bathtubs and <laughs> meth in labs. Windsor, yeah. California. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you, you know, we don't get a chance to like interview a whole lot of brewers. And by we don't get a chance to, you're the only brewer we interview. Um, the one that will, will call us back. Yeah. <laughs> Although not for longer, baby. We yeah. just keep ripping dudes on the FM radio waves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all kinds of stuff. The Howard Stern of podcasting brewing. Uh, so talk to us about the... That was, that was a great... There's a lot of ings. There's a lot of yeah. adverbs. Uh, what exactly What exactly are we looking at and here, buddy? Brink, you got to get another microphone because I can't turn it to 11. Um, this th- one goes this to This is turning into uh, homebrewing because I... Th- I think this is a different beer than I intended to bring. <laughs> <laughs> Most mistakes. I think it was mislabeled. Um, Weird. Guess whose kid's getting grounded? Yeah. Maddie, I fucking told you. This Get out the ball, Pete. This might have been labeled at the end of a bottling session, which tends to be at the end of a brew session, which is tends, to, tends be- to be at the beginning of a blackout session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's simple math. Right, so what might this be? Do you get duct tape for those things in your ears? Okay, well, let's Jesus. do this. Let's do this. Before you get to what might this be, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's talk about what the beer is. Let's pick it apart. Okay. So I immediately, I take a whiff of this. This smells like a bowl full of milk that had cocoa pebbles in it, like chocolate cereal milk. That's what I get. Uh, the cocoa is big. I don't, I don't get as much lac- lactose as you do, but tons of booze. Like a little bit of an alcohol burn to the it burns it singes the nostrils, really? uh, in a good way. It's really calm. I don't get a ton of booze. Um, and then the mouthfeel is pretty creamy. The carbonation level, which makes you think it's like your you're supposed to be your imperial stout. It's definitely not. Uh, I'm just telling you. But yeah, it, it's. I wish there'd be a little more carbonation. That's yep. all. It's not. Su- it's not like super like black of night. It's there's got like some roasty chocolate in it. But I mean, it's definitely not see-through. But it's not black, black. You can see as you kind of look at it that there's some mahogany like, to it. It's like Guinness yeah. dark, because so, that's not black as night either. This beer is. I think it's even. It might even be a little bit lighter than Guinness. Or maybe that could just be the nitrogen CO two factor not playing into this. this I haven't even tasted a, it yet. What Usually I call that that the. The f- uh, foam head, the lacing on that will yeah. block all that light from getting in. So it's is kind of right? misleading. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is what I called a latte stout because it was a milk coffee stout. Oh. Ooh, the coffee now. Oh, yeah, I, can, I taste I, coffee. The bitterness now. The coffee has definitely faded over the age. This was a very. It was very strong at first. What kind? Is of, there you oak use? in this? No. Is there you chocolate sure? in it? There are. It's coffee and lactose. Hmm. There's no chocolate. Really. It's like it's impressive. cacao, it's also not like, you know, it's like yeah, a yeah, raw, yeah. dark chocolate taste. I yes. think there might have been a vanilla bean. Yeah, there was vanilla in this, too. The, you guys don't get any oak in this? Not really. Maybe I'm but just What the mistaken. fuck do I know? It I also said I get chocolate, and he tells me there's nothing Well, in there could be yeah. some chocolate malt, but I didn't use, like, cacao, cacao nibs at all. I do kind of get oak in it. I could get oak in the nose, and that just maybe that booziness translates I get it in, like, over. the end. Um, the co- what kind of coffee do you use? Or is this Folgers uh, crystals or what? No, are you no, doing? Bellarosa. Uh, I think it's Bellarosa. <laughs> and do you, do you, what do you, when you add it in, are you, are you just doing whole bean? I crack the bean, so I put it in a, say a Ziploc bag, just kind of barely crack them with a roller, 
Okay. Uh, and then th- it only sat on coffee for like three, four days. And it's it's not a lot of coffee. We did a 10-gallon batch. We used a pound of coffee. Oh, okay. So it's not a ton. Um, I've also experimented with cold pressing coffee and then adding that. What liquid. kind of what kind of coffee is this? I don't I'd have, I I don't know. I'm gonna say roast? Colombian. It was dead fresh, like it was roasted that day when I put it in. Uh, I don't know. There's just something a little bit like oaky, like charred oak in it, and, and that could just be, could like be from said, the roast and the coffee. This bean. beer is seven. You have no idea. No, it's seven months old. You it, sure? Yeah, I brewed it in <laughs> uh, February. Was this yours, or did you get it from your neighbor's house? It's Ned tasty. Fl- Ned Flanders makes a hell of a beer. It's tasty. It's a it's a good beer. This beer um, was one of those beers that almost comes across as a porter when it's fresh. Yeah, I can um, see that. And it's only about I don't think it quite got to six percent. It tastes so much heavier than that to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just that, did, that's that heavy mouthfeel though. It's what it, when you get it, it, just like you said, it it hits that your palate. Robust. And it's just yeah, it's a little no. bit of a little bit of the coffee coming out. Yeah, a little of that like it just. This beer finished high, so it's got uh, some residual sugar in it, which I kind of did on purpose because the idea of a creamed coffee stout, I wanted it to be a little sweeter. Um, but I, it's it's a good beer. Um, it's kind of a surprise. I was hoping to bring something else. but You know, we don't usually know get the brewer to come on. I didn't know I had any of these left. We don't usually get the brewer to come on to tell us that it's a good beer. I think you might have this backwards. <laughs> 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 I like he's like, I didn't mean to bring this one I was actually saving this for a special yeah, exactly. yeah. not a fucking <laughs> podcast. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm excited to have this beer because I've brewed this. Um, I brew it with my neighbor, and it's become one of our favorite beers. And uh, it's fun to find. This is kind of the fun thing about homebrewing. I've got nine, ten cases of beer that have been labeled in a drunken state in my cellar that who knows what they really are. It's kind of fun. You have a cellar in Windsor? Yeah, it, It's a... Broom yeah, closet. It's a broom closet, but okay. it's been turned into a cellar. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, I think this is tasty. I, I get, I do get a little bit of, like that cereal milk feel to it. Um, I don't find it to be particularly boozy. There is an oak aspect in this, but I think maybe we've kind of established that this comes from the coffee roast, probably. Um, I don't find it. I, 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 you say that you wanted more carbonation, or they're just you just I pointing just want, out that there isn't enough. There isn't. Or enough. there isn't any. I think a little bit, just a touch, would be nice. Just a little bit more. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't need yeah. to be like, like a. I think know. it would it would betray the creaminess of this beer if it was much more carbonated. Yeah, I, I would just say slightly. I mean, it's something if you could just literally, and you could probably even, if you had this, you could at the like if you were tasting this right before you bottled it, you could do some like forced carbonation and be fine. Just a little bit. So the, actually, but I brewed, I bottled this off a keg, so I could easily adjust that. Yeah, Jake, what you think? I like it. I know you said there's no chocolate, or maybe there might be chocolate, but it tastes... <laughs> there may or may not be. It didn't do any cocoa nibs. It, I totally Do they count it if you have Reese's peanut butter cups on your fingers when you're doing that? You mean on my belly? <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely get the coffee aftertaste. Like, I had a cup of coffee. Um, I like it. It's yeah, the, the, the bitterness and the yeah. astringent of that. You totally get that. And when I smell it, I smell like... What did you call it? Latte or... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a latte stout. Yeah, so I smell that. That's the, you say it's a latte milk stout. You said. Well, yeah, latte stout, milk stout, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there's like a lactose thing going on in it. I like, added a bunch of lactose to it. Yes. I could smell it from the beginning. Um, it's tasty, man. It's, it's really tasty. good. I this like would it. Be good on ice cream. 
Yeah, yep. really good. Um, or even re- like even reduced down to like a awesome glaze would be ooh, phenomenal ooh. on beef barbecue sauce. So barbecue while sauce. while we're finishing this last little bit here, guys, I do have something to tell you, or maybe share with you. This will be the food segment of our. We merging them or are we splitting them? We'll, we're merging them. Okay, because it's a short story. You guys saw Franklin Barbecue, yeah, one of the barbecue flames. meccas uh, in Central Texas, that caught flames this week as the uh, winds of Hurricane Harvey went ripping through the plains of Central Texas. Um, a wind blown ember caught part of the uh, barbecue pit on fire, and the main pit room caught fire, and then the Back wall had some fire damage, and then the kitchen and the dining room just had smoke damage. Thankfully, that's all that there is. Um, so my hour thoughts go out to Aaron Franklin, what that must be like. I'm sure that that didn't happen on purpose, although there are a lot of restaurateurs out there who you couldn't necessarily make the same claim. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I know Aaron listens to the show. I he's, would hope so. He's a friend of the show. So, um, And also, it is a good reminder here, ladies and germs, that... Uh, it doesn't take much. So if you are barbecuing uh, and you are using live fire and all that stuff, make sure you pay attention because you could set your whole rack of lamb on fire if you're not paying attention. Yeah, I believe there's video of that. <laughs> there I'm is. Sure, I'm sure there is. Do you guys remember? Probably not. It was like last year, two years ago, um, up off the foothill houses, somebody left their charcoal grill hot. Like they were done, but it was a hot day. They left it hot on the deck and it caught the entire house on fire. I'm not surprised. It doesn't take much, man. Yeah, it's it like nuts. because if you you know if you leave all the the dampers open, um, the vents open in a Weber, for example, and then some of the like you know hot ash falls through the bottom, and it falls through at just the right time. When, especially here in Windsor, it gets windy in the late afternoon, early evening. Right. Um, and it's you know if it was last year, it was dry. Yeah, it was within the last three years. Well, I mean, yeah. even like like your backyard. I mean, you're talking twenty feet, and you've got a dry field behind you. Yeah, thing you know, I mean, fire fire breaks are all well and good, but when it's windy, there's you're done. There's no point. So just make sure you're paying attention, people. It was a uh, definitely a moment. So is this like a food segment or a PSA? Ah, it's food segment. Well, hey, we talk meats. Don't meats dump, require open flame to cook. Or they hey, do. don't dump your coals in your garbage can, assholes. Yeah, definitely don't dump hot coals anywhere near flammable stuff. Not that that's like not that I've insured a house that did that. Not like uh, mixing bleach with urine. <laughs> Don't right. do that either. Wait, what does that do? <laughs> listen to episode two of the yeah, podcast. To episode <laughs> you'll hear all about it. Podcast, yeah. I'll go episode back. one. Oh man, I think that does it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Episode fifty-three, Sportsmanship Podcast. I am Brad Bomber. That is Ben Perry. That is also Kevin Brink. That is also Kayla Whitehall. Thank you to our special guest for showing up at such a late hour. Cheers. Thanks for the beer. Yeah, great beer. Good job. <laughs>